Welcome everyone to Bite the Bullet. I'm your host, Jay Reese. And man, oh man, this is a show all about transformation and help giving you those little bitty nuggets that'll help push you to the next place and all about failures and overcoming all kind of different types of adversity. And the lady that I'm about to bring on, she is amazing, awesome, high energetic. She is just dope all the way around. Um, I actually put out a message looking for guests. She responded happily, energetically, all that lovely stuff. But let me go ahead and quit babbling and give her a proper intro, ladies and gentlemen. Taylor is a fitness model, longtime weight loss, success, and motivational specialist who has also spent her time interning on Capitol Hill and at the U.S. House of Representatives. So ladies and gentlemen, do not count Taylor short. She is here today to tell us her story, speak about her challenges, and give us tangible advice to living a healthier and better life. Everyone, let's go ahead and welcome Taylor. Hello, Taylor. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I am well, my friend. I am so well. Um, let me go ahead, go ahead and ask you, tell the audience a little bit about your story before we really get into the show, because I want to make sure the audience really knows who you are and what you're about. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it goes... Uh, back to when I was in school, I've also overcome um, several learning disabilities as well. So um, I was in the special ed courses um, since I was in first grade. Um, and um, yeah, and it was tough, like in high school and middle school, I was in those team talk classes and I was just never really encouraged to take AP or gifted classes and I had trouble fitting in. Right. So. Once I, gra I graduated, I just became sort of uh, discouraged to go to school mm. and um, was unmotivated. And I gained about um, 100 pounds mm -hmm. when I was 21. And then yeah. I did lose 50 of it through Atkins, but I ended up gaining it all mm. back. So, okay. yeah, um, when I was 23, I decided to have gastric bypass surgery. Um, I had a lot of health, pre-existing health conditions. It wasn't an easy mm -hmm. decision to make, but okay. um, I tried losing the weight on my own, but I had mm -hmm. um, hypothyroid and it just made it mm -hmm. extremely difficult. So um, yeah, and then I had the surgery about a year and a half later, I lost mm -hmm. hundred pounds. Okay. And I started taking community college more seriously. And um, I got into four universities and I decided to go to JMU, um, Vince Madison University, and I graduated Dean's List. And now I'm at graduate school trying to earn my master's of public administration degree. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really into government. Um, I, like I said, I've interned on Capitol Hill twice. Yeah. And um, I like doing modeling on the side, something I enjoy and it's fun. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. So if we can backtrack for just a second, because in a short amount of time, it seems like you have been through a lot and have also done a lot. So I too have, when I was younger, I was diagnosed as being special ed and being, I, I don't think I was, I don't think I was able, I was ever labeled like mentally retarded, but I know that I got held back 
And that mentally stagnated me because I was with people who didn't develop like I was. I had to be in the special ed classes that didn't, in my opinion, really weren't teaching me. It was just a place to kind of babysit me. Right. So I know you were just you just mentioned that that was one of the reasons that I don't want to say caused you to gain weight, but it was one of the attributing factors, right? Is that safe to say? Um, yeah, I'd say that it caused me to gain weight because I was just so unmotivated. I didn't think I was smart enough to go to school. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, like I would, they had like a one course that was called basic skills and literally it was just a class where you don't do anything. Like I, <laughs> right. <laughs> you do schoolwork, homework and like, mm-hmm. um, so it was just kind of discouraging, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started taking it more seriously once I started gaining confidence. Um, mm-hmm. The weight loss helped me gain that confidence and um, that I needed to, like, I it can do it. I've accomplished mm-hmm. a goal. Who's to say mm-hmm. I can't accomplish goals in academia? So Yeah. So you actually bring up a, a good point. So you started gaining all this weight, and at some point you – I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you felt like you needed to lose weight. You wanted to lose weight. What was your mentality at this point when you realized, hey, you know what? I want to change me. Like, what what was that? What was the thought process and what was the reason? Well, being told I was um, Mm. pre-diabetic, that really worried me. Um, The fact that I couldn't stand on my feet for Mm -hmm. really that long period of time, I had to get cortisone shots. Mm. um, Okay and um in my feet and um just not being happy overall with my body size and image um yeah. you know um i wasn't always that, that size um yeah. and it just kind of made it so that um i i need to do something about this like i don't want to become diabetic um i want to live a healthier lifestyle yeah. and um you know, it's not like I didn't try other ways before, because um, mm-hmm. people say it's the easy way out. We lost yeah. surgery, and it's the, mm-hmm. it's not by any means. Okay. So actually, like, yeah, when you were speaking earlier, you were saying that 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 was a very difficult f- decision for you to make. What was what was difficult about it, and why why was there so much? Uh, why was it so challenging to make that decision to have gastric bypass surgery? Cause I mean, you're up, it is a serious surgery. I mean, mm-hmm. it like going under, um, there could be complications, even though they're rare, mm-hmm. but I mean, my, in- my intestines, the way my, um, it's all rerouted. Um, okay. so they had to alter my physical body and, um, uh, you know, then I had like come to terms, oh, I can't have sweets anymore really without getting sick. You know, mm-hmm. they, I had to do all these different changes in my lifestyle to have the surgery. So it's like, right. am I ready to take these changes on? And then I'm like, yeah. Um, and, and also, like, you have to take vitamins on a regular basis because of how little we eat. Like, okay. um, you are vitamin deficient. So it's just like little things like that, that it, it is a life changing procedure. But I was at the point where I was just unhappy with my size. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like I was getting any smaller, like, and I'm okay. also no longer have hypothyroidism. I um, was able to, I don't know, I, as I was losing weight, I, I no longer have that issue. So, um, 
but I just what I was just overall unhappy with my size, and right. it was also like it was affecting my health. Like it was extremely like unhealthy me being that size. It's not just matter of looks. It's that like I wasn't a health. I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle. I wasn't a healthy person, and it. If I didn't take this under control, it'd just get worse. Mm -hmm. So I understand that completely. Like, I, I don't want to minimize what you went through and everything you're saying now, but I know for me, at my heaviest, I was 280 and I knew I was having trouble. I have two kids. So I had trouble going outside, playing in the yard with them, or even walking up a flight of stairs. So it got to a point where um, I had to take action. And luckily, I started my fitness journey and I've lost uh, several pounds. I feel better. My diet's better. All that lovely stuff. So I know for me, mentally, I had to make a shift. I know you were speaking before, like before the surgery, you were already in the mindset of having to say, you know what? Something has to change. Everything has to get healthier. I have to do certain things. And after the surgery, uh, it seems like you're still in the same way. So how is it mentally for you? Because like, do you ever have moments of thinking how you used to think? Because I know when I speak to people before who have lost a drastic amount of weight, they always talk about how they still feel like a bigger person or they still have these thoughts of vulnerability, if that, if that makes sense. So What's that like for you after the surgery? Um, well, I feel like uh, I look at food differently. Like I don't, I eat to live. I don't live to eat. Oh, um, I love that. Uh, yeah. So I just look at food. Like that's a huge thing for me. Um, and um, I don't go towards like when I'm upset or mm -hmm. feeling this or I'm feeling it. my first reaction is, oh, let me eat a ton, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also kind of discouraging how society treats people who are heavier versus my size now being skinnier mm -hmm. is just, yeah. um, but that's just, unfortunately the society we live in. Um, so, so what, what do you mean? Because I was always the kind of person that I, <laughs> I wore my weight well, so to speak for, for lack of better, of better ways to explain it. Like again, at my heaviest, I was too eddy, but I didn't look like a stereotypical heavier guy because I'm six feet, I guess because of my build structure, I just wore my weight better than most people. So I never looked like I was like full on fat or heavy unless I took my shirt off. So please explain, what do you mean? Like society kinds of treats people who are bigger a different way than they are when they're skinnier. I don't know, I felt just more like a wallflower, like people mm. didn't really notice me. Yeah. I, didn't, um, I wasn't getting, as many job opportunities, like applied to applications, wouldn't hear back. And right. just like, um, people wouldn't open the door for me, you know, like they do it now or, yeah. um, interesting. Okay. Like just like overall, just, mm -hmm. um, and now like, I hate saying it, I have more opportunities, like being a slimmer size and, um, versus when I was heavier, it's just people mm -hmm. like there was, people like kind of body shame and it's like mm -hmm. um like if i tried to wear an outfit like a tight outfit like one time i wore leggings to work and mm -hmm. my boss pulled me aside saying you can't wear stuff like that even though another girl was wearing leggings and so it was just like um mm. 
the double standard. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it did show. I was mm -hmm. twenty, and I'm like five, three, five, four, and so, I mean, there it definitely could tell that I was extremely like heavy at that mm -hmm. weight. Um, yeah. Just given my height and everything, so, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So during or after this change, were, was this during college, like your earlier years in college or is this like before you went to college? Um, I lost all the weight by the time I transferred to James Madison University. Okay. Um, uh, at community college, I, I was in pro I was heavy and I was also losing weight during mm. those days, but okay. um, yeah, for the most part, um, yeah, I thought like by 2000, like 15, I want to say the be mm -hmm. uh, beginning of 2015, I like, I, um, was pretty much like down to like extremely small size, like size two and, um, uh, 117. Yeah. Okay. So you're in college and I know you say like you have a, um, a passion for uh, politics and stuff like that. So at what point did you decide, you know, I want to be an intern for the House of Representatives or go to Capitol Hill? Well, actually, what's funny is I originally was going to school to become a special ed teacher. And okay. my, yeah, um, my senior year at JMU, I decided I took a government class and I loved it. And like my mm -hmm. passion in life is to help the disability students of the disability community. And mm -hmm. I figured I can do more of an impact working on like policy and legislation that promotes just individuals with disabilities and students with disabilities and um, versus just teaching in the classroom. And then, um, so I decided to go for my MPA instead. And, um, you know, I, everyone's like, if you, want to get into government you got to intern on the hill and i've always wanted to intern on the right. hill and so i applied to like so many internships and um yeah and so i i was able to land um two one in the summer and one in the fall that, that's interesting that i never thought about the competition you probably have when you're interning or trying to get into politics. I mean, don't get me wrong, I understand it's a very big field and I know there are a lot of people out there who are getting and wanting to be in politics, but I never thought of it as a real competitive thing of where you have to apply multiple times for an internship. So I guess my question for you would be, why not try to do something different? Like after you hear that, or after you get that first rejection or no answer from trying to intern, why not try to do something different? Uh, I mean, I didn't want to try to do something different. Um, I knew I wanted to work as an intern on federal government. And just because I received no once, that doesn't stop me. Like I, okay. if I have my mindset to something or if I have a goal, I'm going to accomplish it. So um, yeah, that's part of life. You get rejection, you get, uh, but you don't stop after one no. You just keep pushing, and eventually, if you if you apply to enough, like or whatever your goal is, if you, I mean, I put everything into my application process. I wrote cover letters and got letters of recommendation. I mean, I did everything that I could to possibly land these internships. I had, I actually got accepted to two in the summer, and I went with the twelve week one instead of the six week one. So. 
So were you able to copy and paste or did you have to like write new ones every time you applied? Um, resume, of course, I, I could copy and paste, but cover yeah, letters, I, I like, yeah, I wrote a new one each time I applied. So. Wow. And dare I ask, do you remember how many you applied to? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's in the double digits. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, that's dedication right there. <laughs> I'm yeah. happy for that dedication. So I, I'm curious. Um, 2020 was a very challenging year for a lot of different people for multiple different reasons. What were the challenges you faced? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. Were you interning last year at all? Yes. Okay. So how challenging was that? Because uh, we were uh, mandated to wear masks and social distance and all that stuff. So interning on Capitol Hill and in the, um, the House of Representatives probably wasn't the easiest thing. So how was that for you? Um, well, it was first virtual, um, and then then we went to the office, and it was just like it was a little different because like no one was really at the hill, and um, it's usually a lot busier. But overall, mm -hmm. I still got was able to get the full internship experience and everything. Okay, um, but just it was very um, secluded, like it, it mm. and um, but I mean it was still really cool. I got to do. A scavenger hunt and i got to look all over the capitol hill and like look at um all like i just got to explore the building so that was really cool and like no so, one was there so like that is crazy cool because i never would have thought interning in any political realm they would give you a scavenger hunt and i'm sure that's just so they can so you learn the grounds faster and you know where things are kind of thing but that's 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 pretty cool. So, what did you learn from the scavenger hunt? I'm curious if if I may ask. Um, no, um, I thought it was really cool looking going to the visitor center and yeah. um, looking at all the historical monuments there and mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it was just yeah, we basically did it so that way we knew like where everything was like mm -hmm. um, to run errands and stuff like that. So yeah. Ah, tricky, tricky. That's how they get you. Okay, I get it. So, um, how does fitness fit into this plan or or your plan? Because being a person of politics and legislation, not many of them. I mean, there. I know there are a few, but I know not many of them go into a fitness model or posting things in outfits and stuff like that. So, how does that fit into your plan? Um, it's just something I enjoy doing. Um, I, you know, I want to be like, there's not that many models out there or, mm -hmm. um, influencers who've, who do like modeling that, um, have lost a hundred pounds and, mm, right. um, I, I want to promote living a healthy lifestyle and, um, be then like, we need role models out there that, yeah have lost weight and um i hope to be one of those role models to do modeling like that and um it's just yeah overall it's just something fun i do on the side uh, i'm not really looking to make like a full-time career of it or anything but, yeah um, yeah it's just something fun i like well, doing well i i love that i love the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there to be an example of hey this this is how i was this is how i am now 
right? And I know there are a lot of stigmas about fitness models and Instagram influencers and all that lovely stuff. So for you, what do you think the challenges have been so far with you posting things online and being a fitness model? Um, I mean, I haven't really dealt with any challenges of posting things online, um, yeah. being a fitness model. I mean, I keep it, you know, classy and mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I post things that I feel comfortable. Of with. course. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. cause I also do need to consider my reputation working in a future career as possible. Yeah. So I mean, not, some models may be able to post, you know, more, I don't know the word for it, but just like stuff no, that I, would, I I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I do have to be aware. So I always keep it classy, you know, and like, um, but I know I'm not the only person out there. I feel like that's gone to politics that do stuff like modeling. I don't know. I think there's other people. Oh yeah. There's, um, names escape me at the moment, but I know there's definitely been some other, um, women and even men who have done risque type things, uh, whether it's modeling for themselves or just modeling for particular causes, but I know there are other people out there. So I know with modeling, particularly on social media platforms, one of the first things or common misconceptions is I'm doing it for attention. And I'm not implying that's what you're doing, but do you feel that's a common thing in that field or is that something that's spot on? I think, sense. yeah, a lot of people, I think it's all about attention, like sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. People want the likes and stuff and um, yeah. that makes people feel good about themselves too. So I have a lot of friends that have come out and reach out to me like, oh, how can I get into modeling or how can I do that? And I love sharing tips on how to do that um, because it just overall feels good when you get a professional, you don't even need to, I feel like everyone should get a professional photo shoot done. Um like, because yeah. it feels good getting your picture taken. And um, a lot of camera, like, uh, hobbyists, you know, or people getting into the modeling field, like, they're willing to yeah. shoot people for free. Um, yeah. So it's just, I don't know, it just makes you feel good about yourself. Um, you see photos of you like that. And it's just kind of like a ego boost. Okay, I, I can agree with that. I'm, I've had my share of photo shoots in my time from previ- previous um, occupation and job, and I can agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, my wife will be quick to tell you I have no problem with my confidence, but there's something about getting behind uh, the lens of a camera and getting your picture taken. You you feel quite confident, particularly when the pictures come back all kind of sexy. And you're just like, ooh, is that me? I like it. I like it. But, um, So I think this might be a good part to transition to the now famous bite the bullet questions. Uh, These are a series of questions that Taylor has not seen. She has no idea what is coming her way. I'm sure she is quaking and shivering in her seat right now. Taylor, are you ready to bite the bullet? Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but yeah, let's let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. What motivates you to do what you do, Taylor? Um, I just want to be successful at anything I try. I want to, um, you know, prove people wrong and um, be a um, 
my ultimate goal is to help the disability community and I want to be one of the leading app advocates and make change for that community. So I'm just motivated to always do well and give 100% with anything I do. I set up goals and I accomplish them. And that just gives me the confidence to keep going and keep doing what you do. Because um, if you want it bad enough, like you can do it, you know? Oh, I definitely believe that one. What is the one common myth about you that you want to debunk? Um, I guess like, and this is probably more personal, but I guess mm -hmm. people not thinking I'm an intelligent or I'm just getting by because my looks or whatever, or right. um, just because, um, and just because I am going to school later in life, like, Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with how smart I am, but I just, I feel like I'm always trying. That's probably my Achilles heel is always trying to prove like how intelligent I am. Just being, having disabilities is just something I'm really insecure about. So just cause you have a disability does not mean you're not intelligent or that you're just as smart as everyone else. You just comprehend things differently. And yeah, so. Hmm, that's a good point. Um, I never thought about it that way because as I was saying before, I had a similar experience to you is, is that I was held back and I was man, I was told that I had to do um, remedial classes and uh, special ed and all that lovely stuff. And like you, I also feel that I'm always trying to prove that I'm smart enough, I'm good enough, all that lovely stuff. So I tend to wonder if that is a side effect of being a part of that system. So, hmm, I wonder. Next question, what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your college career? You have to do hard work. You just need to put, if you want A's, you have to do hard work. If you, like, I'm such a better student now in graduate school, like mm -hmm. I mostly get A's now, but like, yeah. I wish I started my career knowing like, if you want to get A's, you have to work hard for it. You can't just study like, and you think you've done good enough. No, like you have to spend, I, I spend so much time just studying. And um, so, yeah, that's what I would give advice on is just, you think you're doing enough, do it twice as much. Like, um, fair and graduate school work is different than undergrad, but um yeah, I just from starting out my uh, semester at GMU, um, mm -hmm. like, um, you know, I got a C and like now in graduate school, I can't even fathom getting a C. Like I only get A's like, and right. so it's just, um, yeah, it's just different mentality. Like you can't settle for, people shouldn't, I don't know, just me personally, I don't settle for C's and B's. I, I only want to settle for A's and B's now. I like that. Okay. That makes sense. So if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would it be and why? Um, that's, well, I think one that comes to mind is, uh, personally is like my grandma, Frankie, okay. she died when I was a, a baby and I never got to meet her. So, um, that's one person who I really want to, um, who else? Um, Condoleezza Rice, because I think she's amazing, and okay. she's a great role model for women out there. Yeah. Um, and 
Ross. Oh, you put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> um, Margaret Thatcher. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I think they're such great politicians. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I just love to learn more on how, like, they've become such successful woman in mm -hmm. the political realm. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I like all those. All right. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Um, I get, I mean, I get inspired when I see how much I've overcome, um, going through adversity and, um, seeing myself, um, putting in hard work and getting results from it. Um, and just, um, you know, and like helping other people who struggle like me, you know, I like it a lot out of like people who share similar obstacles and like, if I can help them in their life somehow, um, that just brings me joy and, um, yeah, so that's just, that's my answer to that. Um, okay, fair enough. I like it. What's the most important thing you've learned so far in your life and why? I guess uh, just going back to what I've been saying is um, if you want something bad enough, like you stop making excuses and um, do it. You know, I, I honestly think like I felt sorry for my, I wasted so many years feeling sorry for myself and playing the victim, like blaming society as to why I am the way I am. And that got me nowhere and yeah. just wasted years. And like now, um, if I want something bad enough, like I will put in the hard work and I don't make excuses. Like if things aren't happening, I need to figure out why is that. And, um, just set goals and pursue them no matter what, like, and don't make excuses, like just do it. A hundred percent, just do it. And no, that is not a sponsorship for Nike. <laughs> that is just us saying be active and proactive. Yeah. So if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Uh, probably like my before and after photo, like, um of my weight loss um yeah. to promote like healthy lifestyle and like weight loss surgery is a good alternative like to people who struggle with weight i okay. think um it's just so i think people just need to know that there's there are ways to lose weight like um and weight loss surgery is an effective way of doing it um so yeah i just we want to promote my healthy lifestyle and uh, weight loss surgery to help be a role model to others. Okay. I get that. All right. What advice would you give someone wanting to follow a similar path as yours? Hmm. Uh, I would tell them that failure is okay. Um, that you're not going to always win, but not to give up. Um, 
I always look at when I fail at something as a learning experience. What did I learn from that? And, um, you know, if someone wants to follow a career in politics or losing weight, um, just network on the political side, just network and um, just always try to be learning something new. Um, always have that thirst for knowledge. And as far as weight loss go, um, you know, try different ways to lose the weight. And um, I'm not saying weight loss surgery is the only way. Um, but if you find yourself like me, who just wasn't able to lose the weight, um, weight loss surgery is a great alternative. And you, there's so many ways to learn more about the process, podcast, um, following people who've weight loss surgery on Instagram or fate. There's a ton of Facebook groups for weight loss surgery. Um, Reddit has a great community. So people, there's lots of ways of, um, learning more about the weight loss surgery process. Okay. Good advice. Good advice. Who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Uh, my mom, number one, my mom. She is my role model. She has been my rock. She's, mm -hmm. she is the one that put these values and beliefs in me. And um, she's the most um, strongest person and successful person I know. Uh, she was a business, was really business savvy and like great at her job, like full-time working mom with three kids. And she actually ended up becoming blind like about 15 years ago and okay. with a rare eye disease, but that doesn't let her stop her from like being happy, like, and living a fulfilled life. She never feels sorry for herself. So I really admire and respect her. Um, who were, the other, and you asked like two people who inspire, three people that inspire you. Three people, correct. Um, and I would say, um, well, and I also like relating it back to my family. Um, my uh, Papa Gano, my grandpa, he was a two-star general in the army and um, became CEO of a company. And so I, he is a great role model. Um, he knows how, like I actually was able to interview him for one of my projects on like what makes a great leader. And I learned so much from him. Um, so he, and um, uh, lastly, I would say, um, Sorry, I'm just thinking. Um, mm -hmm. of, uh, there, there's been, I can't pinpoint people specifically, but I've right. been networking people on LinkedIn mm -hmm. who have um, become very successful with like have law degrees and are big advocates for the disability community um, or have PhDs. Um, right. So, um, yeah, like, um so I, I just admire those people um i mean okay. that's fair enough yeah okay that's pretty cool all right in your opinion what is 
the best tip for making the world a better place? Um, I think personally is treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, everyone has their own backstory and no one should think one is better than the other. And we should always be trying to help people, um, especially those uh, who struggle, um, you know, give them the extra support and, um, and, you know, we're all human at the end of the day and no one's better. Um, so I just think treating the way you want to be treated is just a golden rule everyone should live by. I definitely agree with that one. Okay. So I think you might have already kind of answered this question, but if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? I would tell her not to be so hard on herself and just be nicer to her and you will get there. Um, just give it time and um, just try hard at whatever you do. But um, and just, I would tell her I love her, you know, I, and just be kind. Um, yeah. Okay. I think I need to start doing that more often now. <laughs> um, what are you afraid of? Failure. That won't be successful. Um, but that also is my drive. So, um, yeah. but, you know, just that's something that, you know, I think everyone worries about. But, yeah, I agree you know, with that. Yeah, it's just something that, um, you know, I worry that, like, I put in all this hard work and nothing comes of it. But if anything, mm -hmm. like, um, like what is success exactly? Like it's hard to define, um, but um, yeah, that's just something it, it worries me and it's a, it scares me failing, but it's also what drives me, um, what makes me competitive in life is to not be that way. No, I, I understand that completely. I think anyone who has a goal or a destiny that they're trying to get to we understand that failure is a part of the process, but at the same time, you're not wanting to fail, you know? So I, I understand you completely. So if in 150 years, Taylor, science fails to save us all, and the only thing that's left is a book about your life, what would the title be? And what would the back say? Oh, oh. Um. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, perseverance, I guess, on the title. Okay. All right. Okay. I can't think of anything more creative, but. Um, that would catch some attention. I like that. Perseverance. Okay. What would the back and, say? Um, the story of beating the odds, not letting her past determine her future and overcoming any challenges that she faced head on. Um, and I hope being one of the leading examples of helping the disability community, um, thrive and yeah, just an autobiography of my life, I guess. Okay. I think, I think if I ran across that in the bookstore, I picked that up. Okay. Nice. I like it. So we only got a few questions left and they get tougher. We only got a few left. So what are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Um, 
just uh, reading not uh, not like subject matter on the topic I want to learn more about. So, okay. um, going to just surfing Google or going on social media on like reaching out and networking with people on topics I want to learn more about or um, and just kind of um, just doing my homework, um, reading books, becoming an expert on the things I'm interested on. And um, yeah. Oh, no, that makes complete sense. Submerging yourself in the topic or the or the subject that you want to be an expert on. So that makes complete sense. So we have our last question here. And like I said, they get tougher. And I always save the toughest one for last. Where can our listeners connect with you online? Um, well, I have a um, Instagram account. It's at the bottom right there. It's called Tay underscore transformation. So you can message me personally through that account or follow. Um, I always answer back to any questions or comments people have. Um, also, um, my Facebook, Taylor Regano. Um, you can follow me on there. I, I do have a blog, but it's still in the process of me posting content. But it's just basically taytaytransformation.com. Um, but yeah, I'm always so happy to give advice or talk to people. Um, it's something I'm passionate about and I, I really do want to help other people as much as I can. Nice. And Taylor, I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, do you have, thank you. Well, first of all, let me say thank you so much for being on the show and just sharing all your information and your knowledge with us. But before I let you go, are there any last thoughts, pearls of wisdom that you'd love to give with the audience, to share with the audience right now? Um, I think just um, for specifically for weight loss surgery, if I could give a piece of advice is if people are interested in doing that, I just want people to know it's a tool, not a cure to um, obesity or um, people do gain the weight back. I've been, I had the surgery about seven and a half years ago. And the reason why I haven't gained the weight back is because I don't, I still, I don't let myself overeat. I eat, it's all about portion control. Um, that's not just for people who have had this weight loss surgery, but just mm -hmm. in general, people are looking to lose weight. It's all about portion control. Um, and um, yeah, and so I would just give that piece of advice to people. Um, and um, just, I think overall, just, nothing is impossible like dream big and you know follow it and don't set limits on yourself or um go for it absolutely um anyone who's already watched the show you already know that's exactly what i'm about just go for it and as we said earlier just do it so this has been bite the bullet Thank you everyone for tuning in, whether you saw us live or you catch us back when the algorithm feeds it back to you. We appreciate you and thank you so much. We'll catch you later. Thank you.